All right, three, two, one. All right, just when you thought we were done live streaming, at least maybe for a couple days, we are back. I'm Coleman Hodges. I'm joined by Olympic medalist, gold medal Mel Stewart, because we have, again, some big news that is almost as big as the 2023 World Championships. We have Claire Curzan, NCAA champion, 2020 Olympian, world champion from 2022, has announced that she is transferring to Virginia from Stanford. Uh, let's give some context to this decision. Earlier in the year, Curzan announced, uh, along with her Stanford teammate, Tori Husk, that they would both be taking Olympic red shirts. Uh, we then saw Curzan perform. So that means that they will not be competing in the NCAA season this upcoming season, the 2023-24 season. Uh, we then saw Curzan not at her best uh, in all of her events at the 2023 World Champ Trials, even though she did swim a personal best in the 200-meter backstroke where she got third. She was also third in the 100-meter backstroke. Uh, we found out as the meet was progressing that Curzan had been in the hospital um, with, with a severe illness a, a week or two before the trials began. Um, and then after the trials, um, a couple weeks before World Champs started, Curzan uh, put her name in the transfer portal. And then right after World Champs, she makes this announcement that she is moving to Virginia. So Mel, th so there, there's our context. Um, Mel, can you kick this dialogue off into, into our initial thoughts and our first talking point? I, I, I thought it was a pro move to uh, to enter the transfer portal right before World Championships. I'm not saying that she she was striving to miss the news cycle, um, but that is smart to, to, to announce that you're in the transfer portal right before World Championships because there's just a chance that, that, that Editor-in-Chief Braden Keith might miss it. Um, he did not. He never misses anything. But the, this was this news came and went because we were reporting hundreds of stories a day uh, on the front end. That is, but that that she was, you know, the, the goal was it was to not draw too much attention to yourself. It was a pretty smart move. It was, and I, I think we we kind of saw a couple other PR decisions um, during World Championships. We had two pregnancies announced. Um, Caleb Dressel announced that that. Megan and his wife, Megan, and he are going to be having a baby, I, I think, day day two to four of World Championships. And then after Molly O'Callaghan broke Federica Pellegrini's longstanding 200 free world record, we saw Federica kind of have a cool moment and say, all right, well, we're going to get it back eventually. And, you know, and, and then pointing to the fact that she will be having a baby with her husband, Mateo. Um, so I, I, and I don't love people making big announcements like that during a world championships. I thought it was cool when, when Federica did it because her world record got broken and, and she kind of combined that. But, um, it's like, if you're going to make an announcement like that, like why not wait until after? And, and I like Curzan's timing for this one. It was smart. Uh, I mean, I'm, I, th I think a lot of people know this by now. We've been reporting on Curzan since she was 11 and 12. Since she broke a Reagan Smith's nag record, she's been making headlines. And people probably have learned in the process that both her parents are doctors. She's coming out of Cary, North Carolina. They're really, she's got great parents. They're engaged. And, um, you know, some parents do it well. Some parents can be 
too much and they they kept her life simple and allowed Claire to own her own decisions and her own career and didn't push her too hard. Pretty smart people. So so speaking of these decisions, you know, um, we're, we're speculating here, but, but we have some context and I think we can provide some context. What reasons are there for leaving Stanford? Um, we, we've seen a few other athletes do this. Reagan Smith took a similar path. She was there for a year and then decided to, to transfer out. Well, transfer she's now a pro now you know she's she's not in the ncaa system anymore but she did a year at stanford and then left um claire curzan has now done a year at stanford and, and is deciding to leave um but stay in the ncaa program what reasons do you feel like there are for leaving stanford i, I mean it, it's um our, our reporters talked about this they talked about it earlier a lot of commenters were talking about it and uh, but i think braden was the first person to say it it's like you know what if your goals are to be the best in the world or to be among the best in the world and you have to manage a, a, a full a full load at Stanford, that's probably challenging. And um, I, I, you know, that's um, you have to take that into account. You know, it, it, Stanford has been so dominant for so many decades at the NC2A level. And but I, I think it's fair to say that swimming has gotten more and more intense. And now with name, image, likeness, NIL, you can make money. And uh, it's more so effectively now when you're in college, you're managing a pro career. And if you're great and you're among the best in the world, that you have to take that into account. That's 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 one reason. Um, but it's uh, I, I think the elephant in the room for anybody, it, it's, you know, everybody that is a swim nerd and a fan and watch the sport, we have seen and, and, and not just while swim swim has been around for 12 years, but just since the 1970s athletes who are extraordinary talent coming out of high school and they're on this 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 upper trajectory that seems like it's almost straight up they don't necessarily make it in college oftentimes they have that weird freshman year they kind of have to get into a new training program but we see a lot of talent flag and they're at top flight d1 programs and they don't it doesn't work and uh, I think you know, it can be culture, can be the town, can be your teammates, can be that you know you just aren't you aren't meshing messing with the cult. You're not meshing with the culture. And in the past, you couldn't fix that problem. And now, you hit that transfer portal before April 30th. You can you can fix that if you identify that as a problem and you want to make it and you want to make a change. So it's really interesting. Um, you know, people are saying the transfer portal explosion people are kind of worried about it they're they're freaking out a little bit i think i think a lot of people who are maybe of an older generation or, or you know just not used to seeing something like this but as you said these aren't swimmers who are transferring these are people who happen to swim they're student athletes who have a broad range of interests we report on swimming but these people are not just swimmers. They are not just here to entertain us uh, on a year round basis, even though that's what it feels like sometimes. So the fact of the matter is that when you leave the only home you've, you may have ever known for 18 years and you're leaving your family, you're leaving your friends, you're leaving your community, you're leaving your swim team to go and, and start something new. There are a million little pieces that could that could not be right. And for any individual, 
that 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 piece could be the tipping point. And like you said, it's academics, it's this the the culture of the swim team, it's the training of the swim team, it's the town, you know, it's the proximity to family. Like any of those things, when you're an 18 year old senior in high school, a lot of times you're like, I want to get away from my family. And then you do, and you realize what that means. And you realize you're out of the nest and you're on your own. And sometimes that doesn't feel so good. The support system matters. It's, um, this was, a this was, I, I really like Claire's parents and had some conversations with them and they were weighing all these options and they were weighing, you know, the fact that, that, that Stanford is a dynasty. It's, it, Stanford is a brand that's known globally. You know, no matter how your swimming career goes, you're a graduate of Stanford. That, that works for you everywhere. Um, you know, something that should be said is that, you know, uh, Claire's going to UVA. She's going to Todd DeSorbo. And, and it's like everyone, I think everyone sort of went, yeah, like we knew that. As soon as they knew she was in the transfer portal, they're like, she's going to, she's, she's going to Todd. But well, and I think it's worth noting before she made her announcement in high school to Stanford, behind the scenes, everyone thought she was going to Virginia. Everyone you know, like that, that was, it was a done deal. And when she announced that she was going to Stanford, it was a big surprise. It was a little bit, yeah, it was, it was a surprise, but it's, you know, UVA and Todd DeSorbo, the extraordinarily successful, not immune to the transfers. Uh, Emma Lyon, big name, big, big star. She went to Florida and we, we had her on the podcast and her, her reasons were pretty simple. Um, she, she wanted to be close to home. She's like, I just, I, after the pandemic, after, you know, the last few years, she goes, I just want to be close to mom and dad. You want to be close to a support system. Something that people aren't talking about is that coming out of the pandemic, you know, we're still dealing with the aftermath and athletes keep talking about their nervous system being fried and anxiety always at a fever pitch at a high, high level. And, uh, you know, a, a good way to, to, to kind of reset is to be close to mom and dad. If you're in a, if you're in a, in a healthy family unit. And, you know, Emma, in that specific situation, Emma also has two sisters that she's very close with, both also both swimmers. Um, yeah, like you said, support system, it, it matters. Greg, we got to talk about Greg Meehan. We got to, we got to, Greg Meehan at Stanford because it's the, uh, where does this leave Greg? Because the commenters on Swim Swam, the, the, the Monday morning quarterbacks are, are they've been brutal. Um, it's a, so just reference the article, reference uh, Claire's, and then drop down and take a look at it. Yeah. So sorry, that's that's Ruby barking in the background. So uh, yeah, people are not being very kind to Greg Meehan, and I, I think it's unjust. I think unless there is a there there is evidence, there is hard evidence that a, there is wrongdoing by a coach. Um, you know, unless there has been an, an, an investigation done and, and we know for a fact that, that that's what's going on, then I think it's really unfair to say, oh, this is a bad coach or he's created a bad culture. Um, because the reality is you never know what's going on behind those scenes and behind that curtain. Um, and again, I think it's, uh, especially in this day and age, it's much more about the fit. It's about how does this person fit into this culture? And I know from, from my few visits to Stanford and with Greg, 
the Stanford women's swim team is a, is a specific culture. You know, he has fostered that to, to, to be, to, to be a specific kind of, um, athlete and a specific kind of person. And it's not, it's just not the right fit for everyone. That doesn't mean that they're a bad team. It doesn't mean that he's a bad coach. It doesn't mean that Claire's a bad swimmer. It just means that it doesn't mesh well. Um, Greg's had and, success. Yeah, he, yeah, he's he's had success. He's had success for a long time. Programs ebb and flow. Greg Meehan's not going to have a problem. He's a great coach. He's not going to have a problem attracting talent to Stanford. And that's the one thing that we always have is we have new amazing talent, as we're witnessing right now at Junior National Championships. <clears throat> so uh, Stanford's going to Stanford's going to be okay. Yeah, we have to remember he's been coaching olympic level athletes for a decade at stanford like he has had so much success i i i just hate the perspective of like well katie ledecky didn't go best times under him in long course that you know it's like she did she went best times at stanford she had a great career there at stanford she got a stanford degree um as did simone manuel and you know simone has been a little more outspoken um about her overtraining syndrome and, and the journey she went with that about um her coach not necessarily listening to her um and i think that that is an unfortunate situation but i think that's a nine times out of ten i think it's ingrained in our culture that you kind of keep swimming and you push past things and i think now we're learning to listen a little more and to not do that so um I don't, I, I, I think Greg Meehan's going to be fine. I also think it's interesting because with a lot of other universities, there's a lot of other great universities to get a great degree. And I think the name brand of Stanford is kind of losing its luster a little bit um, in, in this day and age where you can get a degree online. You know, so many kids go to high school online um, or, or our homeschooled. And so now when you can get a degree online, when you don't have to be at a place to have success and, and to have worldly success, um, I, I think it might be a little bit harder to, to convince someone, Hey, come to this very high pressure environment <laughs> academically and athletically for, for four to six years. But there, but Stanford is going to attract <clears throat> bright kids, bright kids, top talent. Top talent. That's not going to change. Uh, something that should be noted. Uh, we, we need to move the conversations forward. But just a note on 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 uh, Simone Manuel. Black Lives Matter happened. Why you know? In in in. And I think that that was. Uh, I think that the impact. She's been vocal about the impact of that. And imagine having that sort of anxiety and and, and stress and strain, and also trying to be a world class athlete. It's too much to bear. And uh, that had to be an extraordinary factor in, in, in what happened with her overtraining syndrome because you, you have to recover. I don't think she was recovering. You, you can't do it day after day after day. Let's move this conversation to Claire and what this means for the future with Todd DeSorbo. So it's, it's really interesting. We thought Claire was going to Virginia because of the, the seemingly natural fit there, Todd being a sprint coach. Claire being a sprinter and we've seen her branch out from that, you know, just being a sprinter. She goes 206 in the 200 meter backstroke. She's an NCAA champion in the hunt in the 200 yard backstroke. Um, 
So I think the question is, what events does she now focus on um, heading into Olympic trials? We know that Todd is kind of like a, yeah, focus on everything, train everything. We've seen that with Kate Douglas. We've seen it with Gretchen Walsh. We've seen it with Alex Walsh. You know, that they they don't like to put people in boxes, right? And they like to swim a lot of events. And Claire has a lot of events, you know, right off the top for Olympic trials, 50 free, 100 free, 100 fly, 100 back, 200 back. You know, that's five events. I, I don't think you swim five events if you're not Michael Phelps at an Olympic trials. Um, but she has a lot of options. And I so I'm guessing... Todd isn't going to focus in on one or the other, right? He's just going to train her uh, to be fast and to be good at everything. And then I think we'll, we'll kind of see how that takes form at trials. As, as a baseline, um, when I when I think about Olympic trials, I, I think about uh, a couple of things. She's already she's already been to the big show. She's already gone and meddled. Uh, the Olympics, a lot of people go and they eat it. They suck. It's terrible. It's it's just it's a horrible experience. And the problem is, you go to the, you go there and you realize this isn't a swimming meet. This is a massive corporate convention with sports on the side, and it, there's a lot of noise going on around, all around you, and you have to stay focused. So the ability to go to your first Olympics, she popped off what her 57, I think it was a 57.65 split on the on the four by one medley. In the prelim, she did that. She got her medal. That is a that wires your brain in a great way. So I think that she, that because of that experience, she can be a little more aggressive at these trials, and that's gonna that's gonna go into Todd's calculus. For me personally, once you're on when, when you're on a, a dominant governing body, first in class, USA Swimming has has done really well at the Olympic on the Olympic platform. If if you're an elite athlete. Getting on relays matters, and we talked about this before we got on. She she is definitely going to be a factor. She's going to be you know to get on the medley relay. I would like to see her on the four by one. To me, she sneaks in and gets six in the hundred free, even if she did it in a semi, or you know you know like she just puts up a fast swim. They could put her on a relay, and she's been you know she's been a 50, 53, 55 the hundred meter freestyle. Uh, and I, that that's that's. But she and she was splitting 52s consistently um, on the while anchoring relays last year at Worlds. Relays so. at the Olympics are, are they make your life very happy. That there is as an Olympic it, relay medalist. As an Olympic relay medalist, that. it is a, it is a completely different experience. It's it's, it's some, there's something about that shared stress level and 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 camaraderie going into and it's really about Team USA. Uh, but she has that potential, and I think that's going to have to be that that first initial conversation. It's like, huh, we got three bites at the apple, hunter free, hunter fly, hunter back. Mm -hmm. I I agree. I think I think you focus on those hundreds, and then uh, the other ones, yeah, might come. Fifty free is the fifty free. It's like it's not going to be. It's not like that's going to be your focus, but she might do really well. Um. So we wanted to pop on and just have a conversation about this, air, air these things out, because I think a lot of the times we can only say so much in an article, and then the rest comes from commentary from the commenters. And uh, we just wanted to give our side of the commentary um, as two people who see a little bit behind the curtain of the swimming of the swimming sphere. Mel, do you have anything else? I, I think she's going to be successful. I think she's going to make the Olympic team. I think she's there. Um, uh, just as we pop on, we just, we just had somebody 
someone comment uh what was that alfonso wrong swimmers care about individual performances alfonso i i care about individual performances and these athletes do too but there's something about the ability to perform go you know have with have a goal of making the olympic team team usa in an individual event but also getting that extra event in the relay <laughs> it, it it makes your life better it it makes it it does a lot for your confidence and everything is about confidence and are you grounded during the olympic experience alfonso says swimmers who aren't good enough use relay medals as a cop-out and i'm i'm kind of curious about that because this i think this comes from the ncaa system right you hear uh people you hear the florida swimmers talk about relays and how you always have to have something extra to perform better on relays as 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 a member of Team USA, you are expected to perform better than your individual performance on a relay, and uh, and that doesn't make it a cop out. That that may, that means uh, relays are, are are higher are higher ranked than individual swims. So yeah, you're coming coming off of uh, we're not going to call any swimmers out. We're coming off of World Champs. Uh, you and you know we're it's a question like we we know what the splits are. Athletes know what the splits are. So when you're interviewing the athletes and someone is off their personal best in a relay, whether it's flat start or or flying start, there is, um, you can feel the weight on their shoulders. They are not smiling. They're extraordinarily unhappy. And they feel like, and also you've, you've let three other people down. It's like maybe the color of the metal is not what it should be. It's, um, and also coaches take that into account going forward. Are you a relay swimmer? Because if you're not, they'll choose a real, there's some people who pop off on relays and they'll make that choice. Yeah. Uh, by logic, relay splits should be factor, but should be faster based on the deduction of reaction time. It says a person. That's if we were robots. That's uh, that's if we were robots, and and you could just swim your best time every single time you fall in a pool. The reality is we're humans, and you can't do that. And it takes a lot of mental will to perform in an individual swim, and it takes a lot of mental will to perform on a relay swim too. Just because you get a, a 0.4 to 0.6 uh, deduction on the start, that doesn't always make the difference. So, that's I think I think uh, I think our time's about up. So I'm good if you are Mel, but thanks for joining in, everyone. Uh, hopefully, we'll have more breaking news coming out later this week as uh, as we keep rolling with a lot of big meets. But thanks for tuning in, everyone. Hope you enjoyed. <laughs>